0: Nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring today. Robert Half is here to help. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Coming up, Uzo Aduba. You know her as Suzanne Crazy Eyes Warren on *Arms the New Black, but now she's going to be wearing all gold as Glinda the Good Witch on The Wiz Live. Updates on arts and entertainment. Interviews with celebrities and marquee guests. This is is WSJ Speakeasy. Hi, I'm Christopher John Farley, a senior editor at The Wall Street Journal. I'm talking to Uzo Aduba, who stars as Suzanne Crazy Eyes Warren on Orange is the New Black, and she'll also be co-starring on The Wiz Live on NBC on December 3rd as Glinda the Good Witch. Uzo, thanks for calling into The Wall Street Journal. Hi. Hey, so I guess gold is the new black for you because I just saw the costume you're going to be wearing on the Wiz live. and it, It's crazy. So tell me about that costume and how it felt to put that thing on.
0: Oh my gosh, it felt like magical. I just, that's the only way I can describe it. I felt, maybe I do have magic powers, you know. Um, and maybe she can really fly and change lives, you know. Um, it felt so beautiful. I really have to give a lot, a lot of credit to Paul Caswell and his team, Design team for putting that whole uh, idea, concept, and execution together, um, down to you know the incredible seamstress Kathy who mm-hmm. built the whole thing um, because that was no small task and required numerous fittings to say the least. Um, I think I had, man, I think I had to have had maybe. Five or it's not more. Maybe five or six fittings for that. Um, and I've been fitting for that dress since the summer, all the way up until last week because we had to figure out how to get lights in it. And, wow! You know where all the light packs going to go, and it's heavy too, and how to put it together because it's about four parts all together.
1: Okay, so this is a podcast, so people can't see it. So can you describe? what this outfit actually looks like so people can paint a picture in their minds of what you'll be wearing as Glenda the Good Witch on The Wiz Wiz Live.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so I have these glittery, bedazzled tights, which I've never seen before, (laughs) never (laughs) have worn, that go all the way up. And then the skirt is this very, very voluminous full skirt, almost looking like, you know, Victorian-era you know, Marie Antoinette sort of vibe to it, but it's entirely translucent, so you can see through it a little bit and made of mesh. And inside of the skirt, there are all these, these, you know, LED lights and twinkling lights, you know, um, going all the way through that they built through it. And the skirt, it's not flowy, but it moves very fluidly from left to right. So that's the bottom piece. Then, as you journey up, the midsection is an entirely bedazzled corset that is flesh-toned, and it has all these beautiful, beautiful jewels on it that um, Paul really did an exceptional job of finding where to place them, so it didn't feel, you know, dazzle, dazzle, razzle, dazzle, but it has a lot of—it's very um, luminescent and— Beautiful. Um, and then also has lights kind of coming out of it. And every, all the jewels are sort of amethyst and golds and yellows in there. Um, maybe so, a few orange as well. <laughs> uh, uh, so, and, <laughs> uh,
1: but, but it's fair to say this is a much different outfit than people see you wear on Orange is the New Black, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> much different than your prison jumpsuit. There, there's no. The only thing. I mean. Of course, it is the only thing that's got me behind bars. There's nothing. I'm not <laughs> locked. So that's the only thing that I'm locked into. But everything else is very, very different from Suzanne, crazy eyes, Warren's look. Um, and then a light neck. And then I have this really incredible, I love this um this blonde wig that the wig master Chuck designed and built for me. So um, I get to go blonde, which I've never been before, but I kind of like.
1: Wow, kind of a Mary J. Blige thing going on there. Who's also in the yeah in the, in the show? So the Wiz Live, She's of course, in it. Yeah, the Wiz Live is a live version of the classic musical The Wiz. Um, when did you see The Wiz for the first time? It came out in 1978, so that's sort of before you were born. But um, did you have you seen yeah. it? Um, what did you see it since it since it first came out into the movie theaters? Yeah, I
0: saw it as a kid. In, you know, I'm in movie theaters, um, but I saw it um, as a kid. on. We had the DVD, and I still have the DVD, actually, um, of it. And I fell in love because I had never seen a reinterpretation that I felt so musically inspired by. Um, a story that I was so familiar with that I was now seeing reinvented and told in a new way that was just as exciting, frankly, as the original. Um, So that was really thrilling to me. And I had never seen really characters of this type telling such a traditional and familiar story. And that was really, really moving for me as a little girl who didn't even have the language to describe what it is that I love because of being an artist. But it was thrilling to see people on screen really present themselves in a universal way.
1: It really was a movie that was ahead of its time because it came out in 1978. You know, it starred Diana Ross. It starred Michael Jackson. Um, Critics at the time actually hated it. And it's hard to believe that now because you see it on DVD, you see it on TV, you think this is a terrific movie with great music and it became a family favorite after it it hit theaters, but... uh, Back then, critics, critics didn't understand what was going on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. It went through this sort of phase of not being super well understood. Well, it went through a phase, really, of being on stage and critically acclaimed. Right. And then being made into this movie that wasn't really understood or thought lost some of its translation, but became a cult classic.
1: Yeah, it did.
0: You know, a cult fit, sort of underground, and had this really strong following, that was able to nurture and support it through, like you said, a time where it was ahead of itself, you know, from its movement, you know, this very Alvin Ailey moment, you know, with the brand new day, which was sort of very ahead of itself, you know. Um, and, but yet now we watch that kind of movement, you know, in our American, you know, American fabric, our American tradition and love it. Um, I love that it's just getting a, its. its do due reception now, though it's, you know, some 30, you know, 7, almost 40 years ago, really. Almost 40 years um, due.
1: Now, how did you get the part of Glinda the Good Witch on The Wiz Live?
0: I got a phone call from my manager uh, saying that they'd offered me the job. Um, they wanted to know if I would be interested in playing the role of uh, Glinda the Good Witch. And I was so excited. Excited doesn't even cover it. So elated, over the moon, whatever other words we can make up to describe my feelings. I was just so happy because I had just been talking about how I wanted to sing again because it had been some time since I'd been on the stage singing. And um, I was such a fan of Craig and Neil's vision for the musical theater that they've been crafting for years now. And their passion and love is so strong and it's so evident on The Wiz, too, That's just their love for the theater and their love for musical theater. Um, I was just so happy to be invited to the party and to work with Kenny Leon, who I've respected and whose work I've known from the theater. I, I, it just felt great.
1: Now, one of the high points of the movie version is when Lena Horne, who plays Glinda in the movie, sings Believe in Yourself. Um, tell me a bit about the rehearsal process for you for singing that song. Is that something uh, you've been, been working on night and day to, to, to bring that moment off? Absolutely.
0: You know, um, those are words I I am familiar with and have had said to me through mentors and people who have inspired my life, throughout my life, in particular my own mother. You know, um, that has been, she's she's encouraged me my entire life. Teachers have encouraged me my entire life, and I hear that word drumming in the back of my skull as, um, as I continue to work or trying to forge paths and Now, when I think about it in the doing of it for myself, I'm almost thinking of, you know, I have a little niece and, you know, she's at that impressionable age where you could start not to not believe in yourself. And I just I carry her whenever I think about the words of that music that is inside of you. And I just want to lift her
1: up. Now, the Wiz live, of course, is going to be live. Are you, are you particularly nervous about doing live TV? Are there any kind of fail-safes built in to make sure nothing goes wrong that the live audience will actually see?
0: I mean, live is live. Um, I mean, I, I think it goes without saying it. You know, all of us as artists, we feel, or let me speak for myself at least, um, I get butterflies in the wing every single time I perform, uh, every time I'm called to act or sing or do anything, and I... I hope that feeling never goes away, because if it does, then I don't know what place I still have graduated to, because I think that adrenaline is what kicks me, you know, gets me started. Um, I don't know as far as if they have any, like, (laughs) default plans. Uh, If things don't go as they should, I I don't know um, if those exist, but... My wish, my prayer, my hope is that everything and my belief is that everything will go as planned and will go well for everybody. Um, everybody so passionate about this piece and has some kind of
1: personal relationship with it.
0: I think everybody just feels a pure and very real joy about being a part of it.
1: Okay, we're going to pause now and we'll be right back with Uzo Aduba. Spend lots of time on your device... Then spend some of that time with us, WSJ Podcasts, the sound of success. Now, updates on arts and entertainment, interviews with celebrities and marquee guests. This is WSJ Speakeasy. Hi, I'm Christopher John Farley, a senior editor with The Wall Street Journal. I'm talking to Uzo Aduba, who is Suzanne Crazy Eyes Warren on Orange is the New Black, and she also will be playing Glinda the Good Witch on The Wiz Live on NBC on December 3rd. Now of course your background is fascinating. You were born in Boston, but your parents are from Nigeria. What was it like growing up in the Boston area having parents who were immigrants? Uh, did that ever was it ever a source of tension at school or with friends or what, what was it like for you? I mean,
0: I think there was definitely cultural um, clash both internally and externally growing up you know internally you're you find yourself feeling you know divided between two worlds This very nice very very real nigerian self and upbringing that you've been raised with and then finding yourself in school and you're met with a very american experience as well um so there was that internally but and and then reflected externally with things, you know, my name, for example, my name is Uzama, because that's my full name. I mean, the writers could. And, you know, growing up, nobody really knew how to say that. Um, they didn't really know how to pronounce it. And, you know, kids want to assimilate more often than not. And, you know, I think, I found myself trying to see if I could get my name changed or abbreviated, and I really wanted it changed. And my parents really were committed to my owning where I am from and where we come. And, you know, all of us, myself and my siblings, really standing in our truth and, and honoring that reality and that origin of where we are from and who we are. Um, and I think that really began to fortify me in a different way growing up to really feel proud of who I am as I got older, more and more proud of who I am as I got older, and um, to not really respond to the outside, I guess, pressures or ideas of who I am. I really was encouraged Um, to stand solidly in where I am and sort of disregard anybody's idea of what it is to be a Nigerian or an African, Um, disregard any, um, you know, preconceived notions of what our traditions and culture and food might be like. I remember my senior high school graduation, um I made a real point to my mom of telling her that all of our family, both immediate and extended, I wanted them to come in traditional dress. And I wanted my aunts who are coming to make traditional food. And I've always loved that mashup of everything that I am. And I wanted them to come in traditional dress and not Western dress, because I was there was and am very proud of who I am. And I knew that that piece of where I'm from and who I am is what, you know, was responsible for getting me to this moment in my life. And I didn't want that to be hovering in the shadows or, you know, walked away. I wanted my family to stand so tall and stand proud, and they were so happy to come as they are and be themselves brilliantly and vibrantly. And I was... um Yeah, I was glad to see that received as well.
1: Now, when you became a professional actress, did you ever receive any kind of pressure or encouragement to change the name?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't get to change my name. I didn't really get as much pressure to change my name Um, at that point. I think anybody who ever even may have considered it, I probably shut it down really quickly because I'd already had that struggle as a small, small child in primary school. And I knew that was just not an option because my mom had so clearly drafted a line for me that my name is just fine. You know, she said to me, if they can learn to say Tchaikovsky, Dostoevsky, Michelangelo, the Nicolaitis say, and I remember thinking that was that. That was the end of that conversation. There is no reason to change my name. What I did get met with was, changing other aspects of myself that were uniquely uh, African or African-identifiable, such as my gap, which in African culture is a sign of beauty or wisdom and is, is, you know, appreciated. And I was met with those sort of things. And by that time, again, I had really come to terms with who I am and, and was in love with myself in that way. That it wasn't, it was, it was a, 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 a no brainer to say no. And a, and a deal breaker, in fact, for anybody who tried to challenge that.
1: And you're also making a film, American Pastoral. How is that going? Is, is it all done? Is it in post production now? And tell me a bit about the part you play in that film, which is a, a film adaptation of the great Philip Roth novel.
0: Yeah, we just finished shooting, at Raff- the film just wrapped. Two um, weeks ago um, and was truly one of the best times of my life just so incredible um, that's a story yes adapted from the Philip Roth novel and I get to play the character Vicki Mays um, who works at the factory run by um, the Swede uh, played by Ewan McGregor and we had such a great time working together and you know this very uh brother-sister relationship between he and I and the two worlds that we come from, you know, she comes from a different background than himself and the three character, but very much so in possession of herself. And even though she doesn't in a, you know, financial way own the factory, she's the one who runs it. And, um, executes everything on the ground and, and definitely sees herself as a part owner, Has definitely has a stake in the matter. So when things start to go awry within the city of Newark uh, and with the business, we get to see, we see through her the struggle and the challenges of the people living in that
1: city. Of course, one of your big claims to fame is the fact that in playing Suzanne Crazy Eyes Warren, you won an Emmy for a dramatic performance, an Emmy for a comedy performance in two different years for the same part on the same show, something that no one's ever done before. So when you look at the, the that part, when you look at the part of Crazy Eyes, do you see it as essentially a comedic performance or a dramatic performance? I
0: think it depends on the episode that you're watching in the season, even, frankly. Hmm. Um, I think what Genji has done so brilliantly is she's been able to balance the scale. Genji Cohen, our show creator, she's been able to balance both genres so seamlessly that it defies these sort of old definitions of what is, what is television. And um, I think, Suzanne, what makes, both for herself and the characters on the show, what makes for it so um, engaging to watch our show is that you see the push-pull that can exist within the prison system. It's a very serious subject matter by nature of the setting. But there are moments of levity that do happen within a prison despite the challenges. And I think we get to see that brought out in characters like Suzanne Crazy Eyes Warren. And so depending on the season and depending on the story we're telling that season, and whose story we're telling that season, she can be either. And I love that, personally. Myself, personally, I love that. That's probably one of my favorite things about the show. It doesn't have any boundaries, not even the genre.
1: So what can you tell me about the fourth season of the show coming out next year? Because the end of the third season, your character has struck up a tighter bond with Maureen. Is sort of ends on a hopeful note, almost like a turtle coming out of its shell as a turtle that you kind of throw um, throw around to the end of the, the last episode. What's next for, for Crazy Eyes, do you think?
0: <laughs> I'm at work right now, so there's definitely no way I'm going to, <laughs> to say. Um, but I think we can look forward. I think this season is definitely one where I would just say, Overall, that there it there is get ready, get period ready period.
1: Mm,
0: uh, Genji knows how to raise a bar, and that's been exciting. On uh, the, when we thought um, nothing is with at stake, she can find something to put at stake, and and that could be laughter, that can be joy, that can be sadness, that can be. Anger that can be all things, but she, and she 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 tests it, and we've seen her do that season after season with this show, and she doesn't disappoint again this season. And I have been so in awe. I'm in awe of her and her her writing ability alongside of her team. She she's really done it this time. She's really really good. It's really really good. Really good.
1: Well, Uzo, thanks for talking with The Wall Street Journal. I know my daughter is going to be maybe even throwing a party to watch The Wiz Live, so good luck with that. Oh, tell her thank you. <laughs> I, I definitely will. Thanks for joining us.
0: Oh, thank you so much.
1: This is Chris Farley, Senior Editor of The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We've just been talking to Uzo Oduba about Orange is the New Black and also about her upcoming live musical, The Wiz Live, on NBC on December 3rd. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.
0: The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude.